Hey y'all, it's JJ. So before we begin, let me just say, if there's one thing that I learned from horror movies, it's that you do not go into the woods or a secluded place and make out and hook up because that is how you die. Especially if you are in college or whatever. Like, that's how you get murdered. Did this ever stop me? No. Uh, I met my husband when we were in school and the woods were our haven. Did I ever die? No. Though once I did, uh, I stepped on this, like, we were in this old barn, and there was this, for some reason, we were just hanging out in this barn, and I stepped on a piece of wood and it had a fucking nail in it, and the nail went all the way through my foot. So there's that, but still, don't do it. Just don't do it. Anyways, so they catch wind of a case, and they head on out there, and there's this dude bent over this car eating a banana, and Dean fucking stares. They pretend to be college students transferring um, to that school and is a part of the fraternity. And they go into their new roommate, and uh, this dude's just covering himself with fucking purple. Like, So Sammy helps this dude, right? And Dean just stares. He tells Sam that like he missed a spot, and like the look on Sam's face, and then Dean, it just kills me. Like, it's such an iconic scene, and like... One that everybody brings up for, like, evidence to, like, Dean's bisexuality. But I think that it's, like, very small compared to a lot of the other things. But, uh, Dean is bi, and don't you ever fucking forget it. So, Dean's bisexuality and him being repressed, there's, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, I think within the context of the show, Dean really isn't completely repressed. I think he just doesn't have the words to describe himself at this point in his life. But I do think that he has had experiences with men. Um, and I don't, think, I don't think he feels like shame necessarily. But I think that the culture within him, with, within that he was, what am I trying to say? Within that he was raised? What is that? In context of the culture, oh my gosh. I don't know words. Anyways, I think that within the context of the culture that he was raised as a hunter, and not only that, but his father, um, kind of gave him this perceived ideal of what it meant to be queer. Um, and it wasn't always a positive thing. And I know that like later on in the show, like it's kind of hinted at that hunters aren't really the most accepting people when it comes to this. And I think, obviously, of course, we think that his father was probably really fucking homophobic. The nun bullshit is enough evidence for that. Um, but I think that being raised within this culture and by his father gave him these perceived ideals. Um, and I think that, like, Dean had this, like, internal conflict with himself because he knew what he was. Um, but we also have to remember when we're talking about, like, Dean being repressed is Dean openly flirts with men. And he openly checks them out from the very f fucking first episode to the last episode. Um, well, yeah, not really the last episode. Not a lot happens there. We're not going to talk about the last episode. Oh, fun fact, by the way, the last two episodes I've only seen like once. <laughs> so when we get to that, eventually, it's going to be a fucking... Um... Anyways, anyways, so uh, back to Dean and his bisexuality. I don't think that... I think that, like, certain people knew. Um, I think that he was kind of out in his own way. Um, I don't think that, like, at this point in the show, he's out. Um, I think that as time goes on, he becomes out. I think Bobby, 
of course, knows. I think Sam knows. I think Charlie, Eileen, you know, Cass knows. As far as Jack, I don't think he ever told Jack. I think Jack just assumed from day fucking one that Dean and Cass were together and no one told him otherwise. I'm just, I just feel like he just thinks that. Like, he's just like, oh yeah, my dad's, they're, they're fucking together, they're probably married. And no one is the wiser, he just thinks this. Um, I think Bobby was probably, like, one of the first people he came out to. Um, like, obviously Charlie knows. Like, calling Cass dreamy, she fucking knows. Cass, he knows. Like, he fucking knows. He rebuilt Dean like, Adam by Adam, he knows. That man could probably count how many freckles Dean has across his whole body and knows every little secret he has. But, but, um, yeah, I think that, uh, I don't think that Dean has to say that he's bi to make him bi. You don't have to say it to be it. And I think that, you know, and we all experience our queerness in our own way. And I don't think that Dean is completely repressed. Um, I think there is aspects to his approach to his own sexuality can be repression. Um, but I think it stems from other things, fucking trauma and the way he was raised. Um, and I think that being raised as a hunter, you know, really affected his experiences in all parts of his life, including his sexuality. So, yeah. Dean's bi. Fucking fight me. Um, like, and, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, I think, like, one of the biggest things that people bring up is, like, oh, like, Dean can't be bi because of this is the episode where um, you see his dating profile and it says, you know, um, oh, you know, the Impala 67. It says, like, interest women. So people are like, oh, obviously he's straight because it has that. Like, first of all, that means shit. So yes, dating apps are more becoming more and more inclusive of different sexualities and genders, and that's fucking great. They're not all like that. You know, they're they're not all like that. And sometimes you like you'll go into a dating app or like a site. And if you say you're a man, the default thing they pick is women. I also don't think that Dean really, like, fucking knew what he was doing when he was making that account. Um, like, because first of all, like, he clearly didn't, because he put his fucking real name on there. And they're in Lebanon, and we know that in Lebanon, he goes by Dean Campbell. Like, within town, so. Dude's a bit of a fucking himbo, okay? But, like, okay, so if I go into Grinder. Like, I'm probably specifically looking for men. I'm not going to go into Grindr, like a gay dating app, and be like, I'm looking for women. Like, I'm not. I'd rather go look for women someplace else. Like, I think that, like, some people, like, certain apps are certain things. And, like, does that make sense? I don't know. I don't, I, you know what? I don't, I don't care. I don't, I don't fucking care. But, like, certain dating sites and certain apps are very specific to this sexuality, like, you have to be, like, with, you're this gender, we're gonna put you with this gender, and you can't change it unless you fucking figure out how to do it. So maybe, and also, maybe Dean just wanted to, you know, hook up with a girl. Maybe he was in the mood for that, and that's okay. I think that we cannot ignore 
this part. Like, we can't ignore it because that's the fucking thing with dating apps. Like, just because he said he wanted women does not mean he's strictly into women. And also a problem that I have with, like, people, like, even people who, like, do see that Dean is bi and, you know, think that he's bi, we kind of ignore his attraction to women. Like, he's bi. He likes men and women. Like, he can like women, and that's fine. And it's okay to have a preference to one gender over others. It's fine. I have a fucking preference. Um, I prefer men over women, and that's fine. That does not excuse... That does not... Excuse? What? What the fuck is the word? I can't do words today, man. Um, That does not erase my attraction towards women, and Dean having preference for women does not um, excuse, excuse again, um, I just said the word, I just said the word, erase, was that the word, I don't fucking know, does not erase his attraction towards men, and who fucking knows, Dean never said what his preference is, it could be men, he could be equally down the fucking board, nobody fucking knows, because he didn't fucking say, um, but yeah, Dean is bi, so back to the fucking show. So they learn about the murders, um, the murder that we saw take place in the beginning. And they learn that Lori, the girl who is alive, is a local and she's the reverend's daughter. So they head over to the church. And there is way more people outside after the service ends than there is inside. Um, were they fucking hiding? I don't fucking know. Also, Dean just... Dean's adorable in this episode. episode. He's always episode. He's always adorable. Why am I even mentioning that? Anyways, um, so they talk to Lori about the murder of her boyfriend, Rich, and they find out that she heard scratches and found Rich's body suspended upside down over the car. And Dean knows that, that it sounds a lot like the Hookman legend. So the Hookman legend is about a killer with a hook for the hand. For the hook for the hand. With a hook for a hand. So, the Hookman legend is about a killer with a hook for a hand. Um, he attacks couples in parked cars. Um, he's often said to be wearing, like, a hat and a raincoat and is, like, sometimes faceless. Like, you can't see his features. So, the story goes that a couple is parked in their car making out or whatever. And a radio news bulletin comes on saying that there's a serial killer on the loose. Um, of course, like, this varies, but, like, that's normal, the general start of it. Sometimes they're... Um, broken down in like unknown parts of the country that they're in that like because like they're traveling and it's late at night um and in some um variations they leave quickly after hearing this um or they see the killer and they 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 get the fuck out of there and the man um but when they finally are able to get out there and they get outside they notice that there's a hook on the doorknob afterwards sometimes the woman sees the killer and the man goes to investigate only to come back and find her dead in other versions. Um, and this is the one that I remember being told as a kid. Um, I think my mom told me this. But um, it was that they were broken down the side of the road. Um, late at night in the middle of nowhere. And the man leaves to go get help. Um, saying that there was a town like a few miles back. Down the road or whatever. And the woman stays. And while waiting for him to return. The woman listens to the radio and learns of an escaped mental patient. And then out of nowhere, all alone in this unfamiliar part of the country, uh, she's, she's startled by um, the sound of, like, thumping on the roof, like rain. Like, the sound of, like, rain or something. And she ignores it at first, but it soon becomes, like, this trickling stream. So she thinks it's just the rain, but then she looks out the window, and it's, like, dry as bone. Hasn't rained in days. 
So she gets out of the car to investigate uh, to find the man suspended upside down above the car and a steady stream of blood dripping, causing the pitter-patter sound. And I very remember very specifically when my mom told me this, because I grew up like loving all things spooky, was pitter-patter. Like, I don't know why, that's just something that stuck out of my head. Um, there's different versions, and these are just a few, um, but it's one of the more popular urban legends, and it's been retold many times over. It's been around for years. Um, and the Hookman is inspiration for many horror films and um, villains, but the best one is from fucking Spongebob in the episode Graveyard Shift, the hash-slinging slasher. That's just um, a reference to this. Anyway, so the boys, t- um, they look through the, uh, again, words. I'm doing so bad with words today. I probably should, like, redo this episode, but, like, I don't give a fuck. Um, they look through old arrest records in the library, and they learn of a preacher named Jacob Carnes who was arrested for murder, the murder of 13 sex workers, and the murder weapon was a... F- a hook um he lost his hand in an accident and it had been replaced with a hook and um it happened where rich was killed and let me just say this right now if i ever lose my fucking hand please replace it with a fucking hook that's so cool i wanted i want that anyways actually no i don't that'd be like really i'd fuck up and accidentally like kill myself with it i like fucking scratch my eye and oops there was my fucking eye then I'll probably panic and, like, dig in and deeper, like, oh, there's my fucking brain. Anyways, it then goes to Lori, um, headed back home. She has an argument with her father before she heads inside, and her roommate Taylor is asleep, but we'll get back to them in a second. So Sam and Dean head out to Nine Mile Road, and there's a spotlight on the car, and it's the only time we see it being used, and eventually the spotlights get removed. There's one on each side. Um, there's a lot of cool things about Baby that, um about baby you know like when they open the trunk you can see the insides of it kind of like there's a ton of light and i know it's just so you can see what's inside there but it's it's really cool and i don't know i just i just like it dean um this is also like dean's uh the rock salt uh shots are first uh scene and they hear noises from like just beyond the woods and it's a cop like fucking oops back to Lori. so we see her getting into bed and the next morning she wakes up to the sound of dripping and we see a pool of blood, and her roommate Taylor is dead. And on the wall, written in blood, um, carved from the walls, is, aren't you glad you didn't turn on the light with a um What? <laughs> okay, so in my notes here, um, it says, Dean Pickle, lying police. Oh, they get out of the pickle they were in. Because Dean lies to the police. I, I need to take better notes. Anyways, um, I don't care about any of that, so whatever. Um, also, uh, in this episode, um, uh, for this part, you notice what he's wearing? It's barely noticeable under his jacket, but he is indeed wearing the red fucking work shirt. Am I going to point out every time he wears this shirt? Yes. Yes, I fucking am. Like, I love Demon Dean. I love the shirt. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, I'm going to get so excited for this. Like, every time we see the red shirt. And when it comes time for him to be a demon who wears a red shirt, I'm going to be so excited. But you know what I personally love more? There has been times when, like, Jensen Hackles... Hackles? <laughs> when Jensen Hackles wears that outfit. And I love it. I am here for it. Um... 
Anyways, they sneak into the sorority house um, to take a look at the crime scene. And then they head to this party to find out more. And this guy walks behind Sam and, like, bumps into him. And Dean checks this dude out, and they make fucking eye contact. But when Sam and Dean walk away, we see the guy make a face at Dean. Like, clearly, like, the fuck? Um, They learn that there was another um, clergyman, well, multiple, that were arrested for murder, all preaching against immorality. And all the murder weapons were, like, sharp things. And uh, Lori's dad is just that, a preacher preaching against immorality. They split up um, Stam stays to keep an eye on Lori, and Dean goes in search of the unmarked grave of Jacob Kearns. Kearns. So Dean finds the grave and digs it up by himself. And I couldn't make a joke about Dean being sweaty and deep in a hole, but I'm not going to because um, that man is a bottom. Anyway, Dean salts and burns the body. And while this is happening, Dean is talking... A- Sam is talking to Lori outside of her house um, where he saw her and her uh, father get into an argument. And it turns out her dad is dating a married woman. How scandalous. They kiss. Sam and Lori kiss. And it's she just lost her boyfriend. And I don't I don't know. It's it's weird. Um, But her dad steps out to tell her to come in, you know, to come on in to come into the house. And um, that's when the hook man hooks him. Like, literally, like, Sam goes, um, so Sam goes in after them, and she's a hook man with the rock salt, and the Reverend is alive, but, so, um, they're at the hospital later on, and Dean comes in, and, uh, Dean's saying, hey, brother, and waving is really cute, and that fucking smile, I can't with him, okay, he's fucking adorable. Anyways, Sam theorizes that the hook man isn't latched onto the Reverend, but onto Lori, but the spirit is still there after Dean Salton burned the bones, meaning that there was another eye. There was like an item, like a part of him that um wasn't there that he was like attached to. Um, but he didn't get the hook. So they learned that the hook was um placed after Carnes's death at the church, and you know the one where Lori's father is at. Um, but unfortunately, the hook had been melted down and reforged into something else. So they head over to find out what it was. Um throwing anything silver they can into this fire and they hear footsteps overhead um which leads them upstairs and sam stays and talks with Lori because that's who is up there this is the first time i believe that angels have really been mentioned in the show as well and she feels that she's to blame for the murders and is asking for forgiveness but sam is talking to her but as he's talking to her the candles go out and they're it's clear that they're not alone anymore so the hookman comes as they try to find a way out, uh, Dean comes in shooting the asshole, and they notice the silver cross on Lori. And while Sam is with Lori, Dean heads to the basement to burn it, ending the hookman. So throughout the episode, there's this cop, right, who just shows up a few times, and he's like, why the fuck are you always here? And at the end, he's back, and he's like, you and your brother, and Dean's just like, oh, don't worry, we're leaving town anyways, and just walking away, and it's just really funny, just his reaction to it. Um... So that's basically it. It's a it's an okay episode. Like it's not one of my favorites. I don't hate it. I don't love it. It's good. It's classic early season supernatural, and that's fine by me. Um so before we head on to the next episode, um which I'm it's going to be a whole different episode of this because reasons. Um two things to talk about. So this isn't necessarily supernatural, but it is adjacent. Uh, 
the season three trailer for the boys dropped the other day. I'm very fucking excited for this. And I know that there's going to be a supernatural to the boys pipeline. And let me just say this right off the bat. Um, this is a discussion I've been having with friends a lot lately. Please, please, please look into the show before you start watching it just for Jensen. Um, it can be very dark, very gory. There's a lot of sexual stuff. Just look into it because it might be triggering for you. Um, and that's something like if you don't watch something in knowing that it would really trigger you. If you think you can handle it, fine. If not, just if you're watching it just for Jensen, like, please, please fucking look into it a bit. And if you think, oh, shit, I cannot watch this. There's going to be too much on me. Don't. You can always just wait for the scenes, um, for like scene packs. Um, you can also say, well, JJ, I don't give a fuck. Okay. Yeah. Do what you need to do. Watch it if you want to watch it. I'm very excited. Um, yeah. Also, there's two weeks left to sign up for Gish for the mini book bash hunt. It will be hosted by Felicia Day and is taking place between, I think, March 26th and 27th, I believe. And benefits will go to World Central Kitchen to help feed Ukrainian refugees. Um, so, as always, it goes to help people. Um, later in the week, I'll make a post either on TikTok or Twitter um, about my team if you want to join it. Um, the basic account for this hunt is only 20 bucks, but there is a GISH scholarship. Um, if you cannot afford it, just make sure you apply soon um, because there's always limited spaces for the GISH scholarship. Um, if you've never done GISH before, I really highly recommend it. Not only is the money going to a really good cause, but it it is a lot of fun. A lot of, fun. of course, it's a thing for me. It's a thing put on by Misha. Um, it's going to be fucking great. Like, it's a lot of fun. I've been doing Gish since the beginning, and I love it. And I hope you all join, because it's fun. Also, like, it goes to a good cause, so, yeah.